Another Thanksgiving Day is behind us, and the rush to set up Christmas decorations has begun. Christmas music has started to play on the radio, and by the time Christmas Day arrives, we will all be anxious for a return to regular programming. That is a shame, really, because Christmas Day is the start of the Christmas season, not the end of it. Likewise, today marks not the start of Christmas, as most American society believes, but the beginning of Advent. And Advent is not, unlike what too many in the Christian tradition believes, a looking forward to Christmas, Advent is our time that we mark out to remind us to prepare for the second coming, the second Advent of Jesus, not to look back at the first. As we look to the second Advent, the second coming of Christ, the day that Jesus will return and bring his kingdom to fullness for all of his faithful, we are mindful of the need to prepare for that day, that day when we see Jesus face to face in the flesh. Let me point out a Christian life detail before we turn to our gospel text in the 21st chapter of Luke. Advent is a season in which our focus is, a, focus is on how we are to prepare for the second advent, that second coming of Christ, but as the saying goes, tomorrow is promised to no one, and therefore we must really practice the disciplines of advent throughout the year. Having said that, I will begin by asking a first advent, a birth of Jesus question. How did the people know that Christ was born? How did the wise men from the east know where to travel? How did the shepherds in the field that night know to go to Bethlehem and seek the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger? I am sure you already have the answer. The signs in the heavens told them. The wise men followed the stars, and the shepherds were told by the heavenly host who filled the sky and announced the arrival of the Christ child, the Prince of Peace. That was back in Matthew chapter 2 and in Luke chapter 2. Now, on the first Sunday of Advent, we're in Luke chapter 21, beginning in the 25th verse. Once again, we have the signs in the heavens alerting us to the fact that Jesus is on the way. The text tells us there will be signs in, in sun and moon and stars, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Luke records Jesus going on to say that there will be distress on the earth with roaring seas and waves, and people will faint in fear for what is coming to be. The people will see the Son of Man, the people will see Jesus arriving with power and great glory. The text says that the people will faint with fear because of what they see. They will faint with fear when they see Jesus. Why would they be fainting with fear at the sign of the Prince of Peace? Pay attention to what Jesus says to believers, what Jesus says to the faithful. Straighten up and raise your heads. Because your redemption is drawing near. Be ready. Stand tall. Lift your head up high. You will soon be in the kingdom of heaven. Straighten up. Standing tall. These are actions of the person who is confident, not afraid. Lift your head up high. Do not hide your face. Let your face be seen. People hide their face when they are feeling guilty. Jesus' message to be ready, to stand tall, to be confident, to lift your head, show your face, welcome the return of Jesus, enter the kingdom of heaven without fear. If that is Jesus' message, why then are people fainting in fear? Because there will be many who are not ready. There will be many who are not confident. 
There will be many who need to hide their faces in shame. Jesus warns us against getting weighed down by the things of the world. Watch yourself, Jesus says, or your hearts will get weighed down with dissipation. And dissipation is often used to mean drunkenness, but it's more than that. It is the overindulgence of pleasures of the sensual things of life. And we know that Jesus meant this larger definition because the next warning is against drunkenness. Jesus says, watch yourself or you'll get weighed down with drunkenness, drinking to excess and allowing drinking to take over and become your priority. Jesus says, watch yourself or you'll get weighed down with the cares of this life. And so many different things are possible here. Clothes, cars, careers, cash are just a few of the cares of this life which can weigh us down. People spend their entire lives chasing after the things of the world, weighed down with desires for things that will not last. And if those things are obtained, then possessing them becomes a priority. We keep consuming and collecting more and more things until stuff overwhelms and we no longer own our stuff. Our stuff owns us. We are, unless we watch ourselves, soon weighed down with the cares of this life rather than being freed by the desire for God. And when we focus on and are weighed down by the things of the world, we become slaves to them rather than citizens of heaven, standing tall with our heads up, ready and waiting for the days of redemption. That is why St. Ignatius of Loyola says in the principle and foundation of the spiritual exercises that we are created to praise, reverence, and serve God our Lord, and by this means to save our souls. And the other things on the face of the earth are created for us that they may help us achieve the end to which we are created. From this it follows that we are to use them as much as they help us and ought to rid ourselves of them when they hinder us. For this reason it is necessary to make ourselves indifferent to all created things, desiring and choosing only what is most helpful for us to the end for which we are created. In similar advice for the health of our souls, St. John of the Cross tells us to become detached from, to stop being concerned about, the cares of this life. By becoming detached from the cares of this life, it is this detachment that sets the soul free in order to be united with God. David Wakefield, a Christian author who wrote a book about understanding the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius of Loyola, explains this detachment comes only if we have a stronger attachment and therefore our one dominating desire and fundamental choice must be to live in the loving presence and wisdom of Christ our Savior. Jesus in this passage is telling us to be detached from the cares of this life and become attached to the desire to live in his love. This is the real, true, and full meaning of repent and penance. These words both mean to turn away from one thing and towards another. We both repent from sin and more crucially repent towards God and his kingdom. We do penance from sin and towards God and his kingdom. When we do this, we stand up straight, we raise our heads, and we can eagerly await the day of redemption when we enter into his kingdom. And Jesus tells us how to do this, how to be turning towards, repenting towards him and his kingdom. Stay awake at all times. That does not mean go without sleep, but to be aware 
and notice what's going around going on around you. Be aware of those things that threaten your soul. And pray. Call for God's help to detach you from the cares of this life and attach yourself to His love so that you can stand tall, you can raise your head, and you can stand ready before Jesus our Savior. Amen.